Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. And today I have the privilege of hosting the outstanding Dr. Chris Von Yako. He is the president and chief executive officer at Brains Way, just serving since January of 2020. Chris is a technology-driven executive who brings over 25 years of leadership and experience in the global medical device market. He's passionate about the development and commercialization of minimally invasive techniques to improve health and transform lives. During his career, Chris led organizations to improve profitability, performance, and value in early-stage expansion, turnout, and Fortune 500 environments with five entities that he's worked with, resulting either in merger or acquisition. Most recently, Chris served as CEO of Dynatronics, a publicly traded medical device company. They design and manufacture high quality restorative products. And prior to that, several other hats that have, as mentioned, led to acquisition or merger with companies like Covidian, Medtronic, Radionics, et cetera. Chris has a PhD in biomedical science from a university Pex Medical School, and really just excited to have him here on the podcast to expand on the work being done on Brains Way and really what's going on in the industry overall. So such a pleasure to have you here, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Saul. It's really great to be here. I really am excited about having a conversation with you today and kind of sharing with everyone sort of my thoughts around, you know, issues around mental health and how Brainsway is really making an impact. Yeah, for sure. And we're excited to learn about it. Mental health is just one of those things, you know, it's it's on the radar now and that's a great thing. COVID has certainly, you know, pressed on some of the strains and stresses to create more needs for this. So definitely excited to dive in how you guys are doing things differently, Chris. Before we do that, though, I'd love to hear more about what inspires your long life's work in healthcare. Oh, well, that's a great question. So I come from a family. My family is originally, I'm a first generation in the US. My family is originally from Hungary. Yeah. And my father was the, I think, fourth generation physician in the family My brother happens to be the fifth generation, but I ended up deciding to go into engineering and in that kind of direction. But then I was always very interested in healthcare itself. I did a master's at MIT and there I kind of got involved in doing things in minimally invasive technologies, really focused in on the brain using MRIs. And I think just because of my dad, it was sort of the way we grew up. My dad pioneered a lot of things in medicine. He was an ear, nose and throat physician or head Mm -hmm. neck physician. And he pioneered laser surgery here in Boston uh, back back in the late 60s uh, and early 70s. Um, Yeah, sort of the the grandfather of of laser surgery. So it was sort of in my blood, so to speak. And after I got out of grad school, I joined my first company, which was focused on minimal invasive techniques for uh, brain surgery. And sort of the rest is history. And I've been going on since then. Amazing. Amazing. Such a cool history there with with your family, you know, physicians for a long time, the innovation gene from your dad and the legacy continues. You know, I think you and your brother are kind of like taking half and half the medicine and the innovation, right? (laughs) It's actually interesting because my brother was heading down a path of research in the spine and then he ended up becoming a chief medical officer over at GE Healthcare. So he's also in the industry. Oh, so interesting. It's kind of, okay. yeah, it's, it's okay. kind of cool. So I, 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 once, I once had a conversation when I was joining a new company about 10 years ago with my 
older son. He was probably about 10 at the time. Yeah. And he was saying like, it's pretty cool, dad, what you're doing. Like Papa, who we referred to as my dad, yeah. you know, he's helping one, one person at a time and you're helping many physicians. And so you're helping many people at one time. And he got, uh, it. He gets he it. got it at 10. That's awesome, man. But, but man. then I kind of rethought it a That's little right. bit. And I was like, but my dad also helped many, many people with all the inventions that he invented. That's so. true. But it's That's still true. pretty cool. It was really cool for a 10 year old to kind of. That's do awesome. That. Man. So, yeah. He's connecting the dots early on, man. Yeah, early on. <laughs> That's cool. So, Chris, talk to us about, you know, the work you guys are doing at Brainsway. And really, I want to hone into how the business is adding value to the healthcare ecosystem. Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, I think in general, obviously, mental health, like you said, there was a crisis already prior to the uh, pandemic that we've had. The pandemic has been sort of a silver lining for our company because it's really, and for a lot of people, because it's put more focus on mental illnesses. And, you know, my entire career has been focused specifically on but mainly cancer, right? Cancer-related things. I did some other things like Parkinson's disease, you know, obviously in the brain as well. But most people think about, when they think about healthcare, they think about physical, you know, illnesses right. and not and, and really not mental illnesses. There's a big problem with around mental illnesses and the stigma has been a huge issue because people don't want to, especially men, don't want to kind of look weak in a way. So most people, when they think about having, uh, let's talk about depression, because we, we're focused in a number of different areas That's we'll probably talk about at some point, but yes. our technology is differentiated and it allows us to kind of focus on a bunch of different brain disorders. So let's just take depression because okay. it's a huge, huge market. Yeah. And there's been a lot of focus on depression and anxiety during COVID. But a lot of people, when they think about depression, they think about going to a psychiatrist or a therapist to talk about their problems, but also take a medication. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people understand the side effects of medication because, you know, if you've seen, you know, advertisements for antidepressants on TV, the end of the thing talks about all the unfortunate you know, side effects that you have. But what people may not know is that if you have 10 people that are actually taking an antidepressant, their first antidepressant they take, only five out of the 10 will get help from it. So you have another five people that are, are not helped, right, from that problem. And then when they go to try a different antidepressant, it's even less likely it's going to help them. So overall, somewhere on the order of about three to four people out of that 10 will not get help from anything. And it's those particular people that we focus on. It's called treatment resistant depression. Hmm. That's where our technology is really kind of focused on. We also have technology for OCD, you know, hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder, which is probably, you know, everybody thinks they have a little bit of OCD in them, but people that have like clinical OCD, it's really preventing them from actually having a good lifestyle. And that is, again, you know, there's only five medications that are approved by the FDA for OCD. And it's a, you know, it's a lifelong disorder, right? You're hoping with depression, you can actually get somebody out of that episode of depression and get mm -hmm. them back normal and healthy again, even though they may relapse. But OCD is a lifelong struggle for people. So we're helping there. And then the third thing that we're, we just got FDA clearance on last year was people that are struggling for certain types of addictions that we focused on. So the first addiction that we did was 
smoking. It's interesting to know, but there's 34 million people in the United States that smoke, mm-hmm. that still smoke. And there's a huge portion of them somewhere on the other about 20 million each year that try to quit smoking and they just don't have success. And, you know, there's medications out there, there's hypnosis, I mean, there's all different things they're trying to do, but it's really, really difficult. So that's where we're focused on. We're focused on the toughest of toughest patients and, you know, specific brain disorders and mental health, right? Thank you. Yeah, that's fascinating, Chris. And, you know, you, you highlighted the segment that goes through the normal pathway of care. You see a psychologist, psychiatrist, and they get their medication, 50% don't get the results. And then maybe a few others get results. And now you're dealing with those three or four out of 10 patients that haven't gotten the, the results. What is it about brain's way and what you guys do that helps that segment that's not getting relief, that's not getting the results. What makes you guys different? How does it work? What do you guys do? Yeah. So that's an excellent question. So at a high level, what our technology is called is called transcranial magnetic stimulation. Okay. So what we do is we put a coil on a portion of the head. In this case, let's take depression. It's on the front left side of the brain. Okay. And you put a coil on the head, like what it does is it creates a magnetic field and you stimulate that magnetic field into the brain. And that, what it does is it creates an electrical field in the brain and it's trying to jumpstart the neurons in the brain where they stop working. Hmm. And that's particularly for depression. Now this technology transcranial, yeah, it's fascinating. This technology, transcranial magnetic stimulation, was originally invented back in 1985. And then there were a few companies that started popping up in sort of the mid to late 2000s. I was very familiar with the technology. And I'll be honest, at at first, I was really extremely skeptical about the technology, uh, whether it was really working or not. But the data shows that it does work and it works incredibly. We have a new advanced form of this. We call it Hmm. deep. TMS, so transcranial magnetic stimulation or TMS, our version from Brainsway is called deep TMS. And okay. it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. We go deeper and broader into the brain than the previous technologies that are out there. And that's what really differentiates us. And it gives us two things. And this is why I was really excited about joining the company. It shows that we're more efficacious without... By the way, the safety profile for both TMS and deep TMS is extremely good. So there are really essentially no side effects from the technology. But our technology just goes deeper and broader. We ensure a couple of things, that we're treating more neurons, and we also ensure that we're not missing the target that we're trying to go after in the brain. And you know, we have studies that show that our technology is more efficacious as well which is great. Now, the other benefit to our technology, since it goes deeper and broader, OCD, for instance, Mm -hmm. is in a deeper portion of the brain. It's in the center of the brain towards the front, but it's deeper. So our technology platform can do just more than just depression. So uh, that's really, you know, the exciting thing about what we can do. And, you know, people are really benefiting from it. I mean, we have so many, I mean, if you go to our website, www brainsway.com, you'll kind of see articles on there from patients that, you know, talking about somebody talked to a lot of patients over the last 
year and a half since I've joined. And, you know, this one particular woman, for example, she's in her 60s. She remembers really from a young age being depressed ever since she was, I think, in, in like early teens, like mm-hmm. 12, 13 years old. She remembers her entire life being depressed. Then last year, this woman in particular ends up having our treatment, which is about 36 daily treatments anywhere between three to 20 minutes. Okay. And they go every day for about 36 sessions. And she, you know, the result is it's, she said to me, it's like, you're in a dark room for your entire life with the, with the lights out. And then one day the light turns back on. That's awesome. I mean, it's so, it's so powerful. Yeah. That's, that's very powerful. Chris, thanks for highlighting some of these things. A couple questions for you. One on the access, and then the other one is about healthcare economics. So let's touch on, you know, transcranial magnetic, what was it? Magnetic stimulation. Stimulation. Just call it, yeah, just call it TMS. Most people call TMS. it TMS. Okay. And our, yeah, and our flavor, okay. our flavor is deep TMS. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So with deep TMS, I know that the listeners are probably wondering transcranial. So is it transcutaneous? Is it through the skin or is, is it on top of the skin? It's on top of the skin. So okay. 100% non-invasive, right? Awesome. Our particular thing, you know, if people go on our website, they'll see it looks like an old fashioned hairdryer. It's a helmet that they yeah. put on. And, you know, it's non-invasive and cool. it's, it's, it's like going into an MRI, but you don't have that claustrophobic feeling if you've totally. ever been in an MRI, right? It's basically magnets. It's what it's doing. It's pulsing a magnetic field in, into the brain. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And then the other one is where does it take place? Is it in the clinic? Is it at the home? Talk to us about where it takes place. Yeah, that's a really good point. So we are in generally three different types of setups. So we're either in the outpatient portion of a hospital, or we're in a psychiatric a psychiatrist office, mm-hmm. or because the technology is actually blown up quite well, is it's basically there are centers that may have a, a specific name to it, right? Like a TMS center that has our technology in it where there is a psychiatrist there, but it's kind of like they're kind of growing up and it's kind of like LASIX, right? Yeah. You know, like there's these centers that are popping up. So those are the kind of three different places that have our technology. So you have to go to the facility itself. And the beauty is, is that, you know, people that are depressed, sometimes they don't even want to leave their home, right? So once they start going and start doing the procedure, they start feeling a kind of a benefit out sort of in the second week, maybe early into the third week. And then they want to keep going, which is great right? To get them out of the house. That's also part of the benefit. The same thing with the OCD patients as well. Yeah, that's super interesting. Thank you, Chris. Is this a prescribed treatment then? You got to get a prescription from who usually prescribes it? Yeah. So that's a very good question. So you talked a little bit about access. So traditionally what happens if someone, let's just talk about depression for a minute. So someone's depressed they end up at hopefully at some point talking to their primary care physician and their primary care physician will typically prescribe to them an SSRI medication, hoping that will get them better. And then they'll tell them, you know, go see a therapist. You want to do some talk therapy as well in combination with taking the medication. And like I said, 50% of the time that doesn't work. Right. So maybe the physician will end up trying another SSRI, you know, another antidepressant, but maybe they'll end up sending the patient to a, to a psychiatrist who will make a more improved diagnosis on them. But from an access standpoint, 
our technology is basically reimbursed in the United States by, I would say, almost every private payer and all of Medicare, okay. right, which, is, which is nice. However, there are certain limitations on that. Some private payers, you, you need you to fail for medications before they will allow it. Really? But yeah, but on the other hand, there are some that only need you to fail one oh, okay. medication, right? That's not tried it. Yeah, which is much better, right? Because the problem is the more and more medications that you end up doing, and if you don't get better, the more and more depressed and you lose hope, right? And it just doesn't make sense not to try something alternative. Yeah. So with the technology, you know, allows you know, you'll end up going to see a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist hopefully will have a deep TMS system. And they'll try this, you know, basically for a patient that's treatment resistant to, you know, medications, they'll try this alternative and, you know, hopefully the patient will get better. Yeah. Awesome. Chris, thank you for this. You've made it very clear the pathway to, to get this sort of thing. And I asked those questions because, you know, the audience is an awesome mix of healthcare leaders that could point, you know, people and, and groups and populations in the right direction. So I appreciate you highlighting the, the reimbursement pathway, the access, access point, all that stuff is super, super critical. I mean, it's clear how, how what you do is better than what's available today. Talk to us about some of those outcomes that have improved with your tech. Maybe highlight a white paper or some of the work that you guys have done. Whatever you want to focus on outcomes, Chris. Yeah, sure. So again, let's focus again on depression for a minute. So our technology, it's really amazing the way it works. So I mentioned it's like a helmet going onto the patient's head. When we did our clinical trials, this is really what sold me on the company when I was looking at the company in particular, because it hit all the other boundaries, you know, non-invasive, focused on the brain, mental health, huge impact. But I wanted to make sure that the technology really was working. Our technology, the way the helmet's set up is in the clinical trials, you would do what's an active treatment, right? So patients would undergo an active treatment and also some patients in the randomized trial would go under a placebo treatment. Now it's pretty easy when you're doing like a pill, right? So you're giving someone a red pill or a blue pill. They don't know which one is active, which one's not. Right. With our technology, because the helmet goes on their head, we have the coils that are producing the magnetic field up in the helmet. We actually have in our helmet for the clinical trials, two different versions of the coil. One mm. that sits up a little bit higher, that's the placebo version, that makes noise just like the active would, but doesn't give a therapeutic effect. Makes a little sensation on the patient's scalp so that they think they're getting the active treatment, but nobody knows. The doctor doesn't know, the patient doesn't know, the technician that's performing it doesn't know. And in this, we saw very specifically a difference between the response rate and the remission rate for these patients. In clinical practice now, you know, we've, sh we've shown, you know, over a 50% remission rate for our technology and a response rate of upwards about 80%. So again, you have to remember, these are the hardest of the hardest patients. Mm -hmm. And then a head to head with the previous technology, we showed a statistical, you know, difference in the response rate, which is really important, and also a better rate on the remission rate. Because in the end, we're trying to get these patients to remission right? That's the goal. Try to get them out of their depressed state. Wow. Well, it works. Yes. And, and the side effects. I mean, you know, we talk about the long list of side effects of drugs 
and it's always a joke, right? Like <laughs> that commercial that you see and your friends from Europe come over and think we're all crazy uh, <laughs> in this country. <laughs> yeah. Did that just happen? Like I had a buddy come in from Greece and he's like, was that like a joke or something? I'm like, no, man, that's actually what happens here. So <laughs> talk to us about side effects, you know, things that people should be thinking about here. Well, you know, the side effects are they're real when you're taking medications, right? There's a long list of them, whether it's, uh, you know, weight gain or, you know, actually suicidal ideations that people get. First of all, you're trying to take an antidepressant and then you have a suicidal ideation. I think it's good that when the commercials go up there, they tell you about the side effects. I think it's important. I also don't want to minimize what the pharmaceuticals have done. They've actually helped a lot of people, right? A lot of people. That's Unfortunately, fair. people are going to have different side effects on it. When people use our technology, sometimes they're on a medication already. And some people believe it's actually helping the medication work better, right? And some people get off the medications, which is also great. But I don't want to minimize what, you know, it's amazing what these pharmaceutical companies have done with these antidepressants. They've helped many, 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 many people. Unfortunately, they just can't help everyone because people are individualized at some level, right? What helps one person may not help another. And that's sort of the, you know, for us, it was the beachfront for us was looking at this group that wasn't helped by this medication. What can we do to further help them enhance that? And that's what I'm really proud about with our technology is that we're sort of an adjunct, but we also could be, you know, a first line treatment, but right now we're a second line treatment, right? Yeah. Because in general, pharmaceuticals, right, are going to be less expensive. They're easier to administer than someone coming in every day to get our technology done. But, you know, for that woman that I talked about a few minutes ago, you know, it's completely changed her life, right? Imagine trying all sorts of medications for 50 years. And then finally, one day finding out our technology. I mean, th that's why Saul, I'm so happy to do this podcast because for us, it's building awareness of this technology. I've said it a number of times, deep TMS is sort of the best kept secret in medicine. And we're doing our best really to, you know, to get the word out about this technology. Yeah, Chris. So uh, you, you oh, asked about ahead. side effects. I'm sorry. You asked about side effects with our, with our technology in general, it's, there are very minimal side effects. Some people tend to get like headaches in the beginning because mm -hmm. you get this sort of tapping on the head and that would give anybody a headache if they, if they continue to tap on someone's head like that. And it's again, for our depression treatment, it's 19 minutes, 18 minutes for OCD treatment. And for smoking addiction, it's 17 minutes. But mm -hmm. recently we just got FDA clearance for our depression treatment. We now have a three minute treatment. Oh, so nice. yeah, which is, which is kind of nice. And, you know, so somebody can't tolerate this tapping on the head because you don't feel anything when you're what, you know, we talked about a magnetic field going into the brain and creating a electrical field. You don't feel that in the brain, right? So what, what they feel is a little bit of a tapping on the head. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, minimal, minimal stuff there for the upside, you know, as you think about the company and, you know, potential setbacks you guys have had, we learn most from those setbacks. What would you say, Chris, is one of those key challenges you guys have faced and what you've learned from that? <laughs> well, that's easy to talk about right now. I started in January, 2020, brand new company, <laughs> very excited, you know, to be part of the, the organization. And then Literally two months later, we get hit with COVID, right? Insane. I can't tell you how many people I spoke to. They're like, we can't believe this happened to you. It is what it is. 
I, I'm really happy to be part of the company and lead the company. And even, you know, for us, it was a difficult time because our revenues only went down by about four to 5% versus the prior year. And we grew at 40% the prior year. So we're trying to grow. Our mission is really boldly advancing neuroscience mm. to improve health and transform lives. That's our mission. That's why we wake up every day. But unfortunately, during that period of isolation, nobody was leaving their homes, right? So nobody was going to get, you know, their heart checked. Nobody was going to get, you know, whatever, like their blood checked. They, they weren't going to the physicians. They weren't, they weren't even ha- handling their mental health, right, at mm-hmm. that time. Nobody was leaving their homes. And the isolation caused a huge increase in mental health that, you know, we're going to live on for, I think, decades from this, right? Nobody knows the long-lasting effects. I didn't talk about it, but 17 million people each year get an episode of depression, clinical depression. 6 million of those 17 million will not benefit from medication, right? That's 6 million people. It's a huge market. It yeah. dwarfs everything I before. But in general, what they during COVID, there are reports now that have showed that the incidence of depression has tripled. So take that 17 million number and multiply it by three. That's very, very scary when you think about it. But from a setback standpoint, I need to make sure that I was doing the right thing for the company. I was really proud. We didn't let anybody go in the company. Uh, We really tightened down our budgets. We worked really closely with our customers, you know, to make sure things worked out. We really focused on education. We really focused on a new level of how we work. I can tell you, we did a lot of Zoom calls and that also affects people's mental health. So. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think just like everybody, we all had setbacks. And I think that, I think as a company, I was thinking, I was talking to a friend of mine and he asked me like, do you know about NASCAR, NASCAR racing? I said, I'm a big football fan, big Patriots fan, right? I don't, I don't know much about NASCAR, but he said, what do you think that, you know, you win the race? Is it in the straightaways or it's in the turns? Right. And I said, it's in the turns, right? It's like, yes. And we're in the biggest turn that will probably ever be in ever. And what I was trying to make sure I was doing is strategically making sure that we were going to be much better coming out of that turn. So we upgraded a lot of our talents. We did a lot of education. And so I think right now we're, we're coming out of that turn and we're on the straightaway and we just have great things happening for the company. So I think a lot of lessons learned during COVID. Yeah, Chris, great analogy there of the turn. And certainly this has been one of the most challenging turns for not only our industry, but really our, our, our world. And so I really appreciate your perspective, uh, your excitement for the future. What would be your call to action, Chris? You know, what, what do we leave all our listeners with today? Who do you want to benefit from this message? And what's the best way for them to connect with you or, or your company? So I would, I would say, I mean, it's amazing because I spent many years in, in neurosurgery, right? It's focused on the brain and people would always come to me for suggestions, you know, brain tumor or Parkinson's disease or epilepsy, people were coming to me. And it's been amazing how over this last year and a half, since I've joined Brainsway, that there's so many more people coming to me about mental health, whether it's about themselves, their spouse, their child. Knowing about our technology, Brainsway's deep TMS technology is important. And I think sharing that message is important. So I have never never been a, I would say, a big social media person, but 
I'm extremely active now on LinkedIn. People can find me on LinkedIn. They can also find our technology on www.brainsway.com. People can email me directly, chris.vonyako with a J at brainsway.com. I think you can find me anywhere or from that. It's public information, right? But any anyhow, my company can kind of help people. People are struggling out there. And anyhow, we can help and get further word out in general, you know, it is my goal to make sure that everybody that needs access to our technology can get access to our technology. It's so needed. I'm also excited about, you know, I told you about our OCD treatment. We just started gaining reimbursement in our OCD treatment. We have three payers that have now stepped up to the plate. It's going to be off. Yeah, which is huge. huge. We still have a long way to go, but I think this is great. And it's a good alternative. And we're right now in a control marker release for our smoking addiction product. Smoking is still a big problem. People want to quit. And, you know, we're trying to learn and try to better understand how we can get this technology out there. So I think spreading the word and letting people know about it, because I can guarantee everybody knows somebody that is going through a mental health issue right now. People are not admitting to it, but we have to be willing to talk about it, which I think is important. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, Chris, thank you. It's great to learn all these things about TMS, certainly new to me, deep TMS in particular, different ways to get it. Their centers, you're prescribed by your physician, outpatient, and the many pathways to, to actually pay for it that are already there. It's like nothing crazy that you have to do to get access to this. So including Medicare which is phenomenal, Chris, and a testament to what you and your team are doing to not only innovate, but to create access for, for these types of technologies that are going to make a difference. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you do and, and for sharing it with us today. Thanks, Saul. It's really appreciated. Thank you very much for taking the time. And to your listeners, I really appreciate everyone taking the time to listen as well. Thanks. Thanks.